this is Coffee Number 5. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, you guys. We're here back at Coffee Number 5. And today we have Spicy Mari. I'm super excited to have this conversation. I always believe in the law of attraction. I, I know it's true. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling, but sometimes you just know what you know. I mean, why you get attracted to someone, not only in, in a relationship, could be uh, for work, could be even to make a purchase. That why you can purchase a car from a dealer and not for, from other. And you're an expert. You're an expert in relationships. You are the the person to ask these questions. <laughs> I have your opinion. And even like, there are so many controversial things. I mean, the V-neck, it's that attractive. It's not attractive. It's like, okay, what is attractive for one person cannot be attractive for another. Okay, you have a lot of research done in that and yeah. in this area. So tell us a little more about it. So when it comes to attraction, is what your question is regarding? Yes. Like, how do you make someone attracted to you? Or why someone is attracted to you? You're attracted to someone or not? What oh, makes okay. a difference? So there's, several, <laughs> there's several things going on when it comes to you're attracted to someone. Some of it is from your upbringing. It's environmental. It's something that has been constructed throughout your family, what you've been exposed to definitely plays a huge influence on what you're attracted to, right? What you grew up with, um, what you, who you went to school with, like all of these things factor into what forms your opinion of what you like. And then there's the other element that's like biological, that is hormonal, that is pheromones, that is, uh, and that too is, that's genetic. Um, there's this attraction to someone based on their ability to mate with you, based on their ability to breed. But what you actually find attractive is formed throughout your experiences with other people. It's why we develop what we call a type. Um, when it comes to the law of attraction though, you being able to actually attain that person or you being able to attain the thing that you desire, that you want, or that you've been like hoping and praying and shooting on a star for is you telling the universe, yes, I want this thing. I'm accepting and acknowledging that I want this thing and then behaving in a way of expecting that thing to come to you. And so, go ahead. No, no, this is so fascinating because I'm hearing this, all these scientific, scientific things about why and how we're attracted to others. But then you have all this influence from the outside, like for example, being popular at yep. what is considered uh, fashionable or is consider beautifully so how that plays out like for example when someone is looking for a relationship you have the internal factors and the external factors external. absolutely and what i do with my clients at the spicy life is we sit down and we actually map out what you truly are passionate about what you truly do like and we write lists based on what you want and then we write another list based on what you need and then we figure out why is it that you want that? Where does that desire come from? And is that desire the healthiest thing for you? Or was your desire based and formed off of what your parents told you that you should be desiring? Off of what social media tells you that you should be desiring? Off of what uh, your family and friends and all of the people at work have told you that you should be desiring? Or is this a true desire that will fulfill your need and purpose in life? And so even when it comes to you choosing the elements that you want in a partner, 
a lot of us are coming with, you know, the baggage of what we saw growing up in our own home structure. And so it's figuring out the influences around us and kind of, you know, kind of like blinking out or muting that noise and those other influential voices that are in our head that may not be the most positive for when, us when it's making, you know, our decisions, when it's, when it's time to actually make the choice. This is so, so interesting. I hear you, I hear you talk and I have all these questions because I, I'm thinking like there are so many people, they are women, men, uh, every kind that they're trying to make this, um, themselves attractive to a notion of what they think that is attractive for society. Mm -hmm. And many times it's not what it makes you look the best. Okay, I, I don't even want to think about me in the 80s that I wore things that they really not flattering for me. <laughs> but, but it's like, how do you help someone? Because I'm sure that in your business, you need to help these people to feel yeah. attractive and to attract the, whoever they're looking for. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so as much as we want everybody to love and accept us, for who we are and how we present. The truth of the matter is, is that as a society as a whole, when it comes to our personal lives, when it comes to careers, no matter what it is, we judge a book by its cover. And so who you show up as and how you present yourself plays a huge role in how you're branding yourself, what you think about yourself and the information that you want me to receive from you. And so if you're not showing up in your best version of yourself from an attractive standpoint, if you haven't made the effort to you know, do your hair or do your makeup, or as you know, a man like iron your clothes or shave, you know, however it is that you may be comfortable with at home, that may not be the best presentation that you have to offer when it comes to the hunting process in your career, or you know, when it comes to the hunting process in your personal relationship life. And so, what I do is I take my clients and we assess based on you know what they've been accustomed to for their look and then where the areas of improvement are. So I have an image consultant that comes in and we assess, you know, the hair, the makeup, like where, you know, do they need lasering? You know, does she need to, um, you know, shave more? Does he need a manscape? Like we actually do a full throttle 180, like makeover on you so that that way, when you're stepping out, you can actually get what it is that you desire versus just desiring it, saying it in your head, but not being able to attract that to you. Did you ever confront the situation that someone tells you, I don't need any of that? I think yeah. I'm perfectly. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Tell me about that. I want to hear, please. Well, I, I, so for instance, I have a client and I mean, I get a lot of people who just want to be accepted for just them, but I always have to challenge them. Okay. So how is that working out for you? We tried your way. We've tried your way for 30, 40 years. Is that, that is that confidence or is that being stubborn? So there. So it is not, it is not, I have to figure out what it is rooted in. And that's a great question. Is it confidence or are they just a controlling person that doesn't want to release control? Because if that's the case and there's deeper internal issues that we're going to have to work through so that they can be in a healthy relationship. And it's unfortunate that we always have to have, you know, the, the superficial vein conversation. But if you want to have a conversation with someone or you want to develop a relationship or a connection, you have to look like someone that they want to have that connection and relationship with. So yes, I would love for someone just to, to accept me in my sweats or my workout clothes, because that's the most comfortable. However, in order to take me seriously, you need to know that I showed up and that I put in the effort in my presentation. And then 
in order to, and you understand marketing, in order to reach your target demographic, you have to speak in a voice. You have to communicate in a way that they will understand in order to make sure that your audience is paying attention and in order to make sure that your audience is engaging. So it's my job too, from a relationship standpoint, to get the audience that you desire to engage. I was about to say that you, you're talking my language now. We're talking <laughs> branding and marketing. And I love that. I, I love that you're, you said you need to brand yourself because yeah. that's when the client come to me. That's the first thing I'm saying. Is your brand carried through the whole company and, or everything you do? Or you do things in a different language? Because people... I always say that we are one voice, but then you need to speak different di dialects depends yes. on where you are. Yes. And it's, it's like, I know that when I, I wear high heels and makeup, I yep. act a little different than when I'm yep. wearing, I'm barefoot at home. So yep. you wouldn't wear workout clothes to a business meeting or you wouldn't wear even your business clothes, um, you know, to the gym or to, you know, a part like, we there's a time and place for everything and so when you know what environment you're stepping into you need to look that part you need to turn into you know and i don't want to say character but you need to own the persona of who you are and each one can still be a reflection of who you are but there's a time and place for everything and especially there's a different audience in every single situation so you need to dress the part for that I love it. This is so much fun. The comparison <laughs> is so much fun. It's like, I have all these ideas and oh my God, we need to do more of this, Mary. Yes. This is, uh, <laughs> we need to bring more guests and keep talking about how people dress up for the part. Because um, you're rebranding. I mean, I have to, I'm essentially rebranding the person's persona. And how is, okay. So we're talking about that look, the looks. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. What about behavioral? Behavioral? Uh, Behavioral, yes. How do you rebrand someone behaviorally wise? In order to change their behavior and in order to fuel their connections, I have to transform their perspective. So we start in my program with self. And so most people think that spicy is this like hot Latina, which I am, but obviously, that's <laughs> but that's not what spicy stands for. It's actually a method that I created um based on the main ingredients and the research that i found that are the fundamental elements of a healthy relationship and creating that connection so it starts with self knowing who you are what you want and what you have to offer and so that's where i pinpoint and work with you so that we can discover that and know who's showing up so that you can be more self-aware then we go into p for passion and that's us you know figuring out what you love about life what your hobbies are what excites you then we go into intimacy and how you connect with people how do you show up with people? How vulnerable are you? Are you transparent? Are you guarded? And then we go into communication, which is how you deliver that message. How do you communicate your vulnerability? And then we go into learning to say yes. And why is for yes, which is you being able to negotiate and still get what you need in the midst of compromising with somebody, but not compromising your needs and being more free spirited and willing once you know what's on the table and what it is that you want and so with spicy i walk you through you know a roadmap an action plan and along the way you start to discover more about yourself you start to know what makes you desirable what makes you attractive to the world and then you're able once you are empowered with that knowledge we're improving your self-esteem we're working on your confidence and you i mean you are going to fall you are going to stumble at some point you're going to be rejected whether it's in career 
whether it's a relationship, you're going to experience rejection. But if you don't try at all or make any of the effort, there's no room for improvement because now you don't know where you're falling short. And the thing is, when you feel good about yourself, you, you will treat rejection a little different. Right. Because you know who you know who's showing up and you're like, okay, not them, on to the next. When you mention compromise, mm -hmm. until where you compromise? Where do you put your, that's a very gray area. How do mm -hmm. you know what enough is enough? So like you just said right now, how do you know when to compromise? What you have to do is lay out what are your deal breakers? This is where my deal breakers lie. This is where my core values lie. Are the choices that I'm making in alignment with that? Am I capable of being flexible and giving the other person what they need in whatever this request is, whether it's dinner, whether it's uh, money, whether it's um, a home, whatever, the, whatever the, is on the table, whether it's your contract for renewal, whatever that thing is on the table, is it still in alignment with your core values? And it's easier to choose what you're not willing to do versus what you are willing to do because what you are willing to do may require more of you. And so I know a lot of um, books and a lot of like programs teach like learning how to say no. I feel like as a whole, we limit ourselves when it comes to our partnerships and really understanding how we communicate and really understanding what that person needs. And so you being able to say yes and offer yourself free willingly and trusting the person in that process is really the true sign of love. It's giving someone the power to hurt you, but trusting that they won't. And so you compromising, not who you are, but in that moment, are there certain things we're going to use height, for instance, does he have to be six, five? I can compromise that if he has a good heart, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. But that shouldn't be a non-negotiable for you, but a deal breaker would be that this person, um, he steals or he cheats or he's disloyal. That should, that should be more of, you know, the core values that are in alignment with yours versus the things that you could probably throw out the window. So basically you don't know everything you want, but you know what you don't want. Right. And so I help you figure out what you want versus what you need. Great, 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 great. I have one last question for you. And I found this very interesting. Um, when you're talking to people that sometimes the best thing is not doing anything. And how do you tell someone you need to learn to be by yourself or you learn? Yeah. Because there's all these people that they are like eternal job hopers or relationship hopers. Right. Uh, how do you treat that? Because that's kind of a syndrome too, right? <laughs> um, it deals with um, their attachment style. So that at the root of them being able to sustain or being in a, whether it's a relationship, whether it's sustaining a job, it also deals with their attachment style. Are they someone who has an, an anxious attachment? Are they someone who has an avoidant attachment who, you know, who, who can't stay committed? Is it someone who is extremely secure with whatever the decision is that they make and can they, you know, tough through it in the long haul? And so based on their attachment style, I'll know how to coach and direct them, whether it's jumping ship to leave a better job. Are you leaving that job because you just don't like it where you are and you can't contribute anymore? It's not providing value to you anymore. Or are you leaving because there's something that really is a better place for you to grow? Maybe you want to develop something on your own. And so I've actually worked because of the life coaching component of my program. I actually have helped people figure out that the, the network that they're with isn't the best one for them 
from a core value standpoint, there is a different network that would be in a better alliance with them and where they want to go with their career. So in that situation, I would tell them, go with that. But it's only after we have discovered the truth about who you are and what you actually need for your life. And so if they're afraid to leave, then now we have to operate from a place of, okay, how do we correct? How do we fight that fear? How do we overcome that fear? And so that's a whole nother program within itself. <laughs> yeah. But how do you tell someone, honey, right now it's better that you don't do anything? How do you? Oh, okay. Sorry. So that part. So the, the not needing to have someone or have something that has to do with, and then, and then having the need or the want that is more of an anxious attachment style, but being by yourself is imperative. Because you can't value having been with someone or the person who comes unless you have really taken the time to date yourself, to work with yourself. Do you know what kind of employee you are that is showing up? Do you know what kinds of lover you are that is showing up? And if you're not comfortable and if you don't like being by yourself, and this is coming from an extreme extrovert, I'm a social helicopter, but I do <laughs> love me. I thoroughly enjoy me. I do activities that I can do in solitude that don't necessarily require the entertainment of other people because I myself find myself entertaining. And so if somebody constantly wants somebody for a connection or want somebody to um, provide intimacy for them, but they don't have an intimate relationship with themselves, usually that's a sign that you're not crazy about yourself. You don't really like yourself that much. If you can't take yourself to the movies out of fear of what other people think, but you love the movies, why can't you do that? Yeah, go out and take yourself to a, to a date. Date yourself. If, yeah. if you don't like you, somebody else is not as well. So you have to take that time and date yourself. Yeah, this is, I think this is the best thing we can end with. And just give this advice, like date yourself and let us know how it goes, right? <laughs> right. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here today. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for having me was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.